Welcome to the Andrew Curtis Show. And this week, I'm going to do a really short intro because I do a bit of a preamble when we get underway with a proper recording in a moment as well. But I'm speaking to Vin Yang. Vin is one of the most, he would argue this term, but talented um, <laughs> public speakers that I have ever had the privilege of experiencing. Um, I talk about that a little bit more in the intro to the show. But this week, um, we talk about communication, but more than just communication, we talk about connection because it's one thing to be able to say what you have to say flawlessly. It's another thing to bring others with you. And Vin is a man who is devoted to both of those disciplines, not only to speak well, but to connect with the hearts of those who are listening so that the message that he shares is more impactful. That's enough from me. So here we are, Vin Yang. The day has finally arrived and uh, I am incredibly privileged, pleased, thrilled, trying to find the words to be speaking right now to, uh, to Vin Yang, who, in my humble opinion, is one of the finest public speakers I have ever experienced. Um, I say experienced because to listen to his presentations is not just to listen to words um, being spoken. It's a, it's a multi-sensory uh, <laughs> magical experience, um, aided by the fact that, in fact, uh, Vin's also been a magician um, and now has moved to the States to become a superstar. So that's why I'm incredibly privileged to have him here right now. How you doing, Vin? Good. I just have to say, correct on that intro. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Now, now everyone's going to think, this is the most arrogant bastard ever. So no, no, but thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that wonderful introduction. You know, I, I often say, Andrew, people, people when they meet me, they, they always assume I'm talented. And it's funny because, right. man, there's no truth to that at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, you actually posted, I, I would recommend to everybody too, if you look up Vin um, on Facebook, um, you, you know, you regularly post these videos and you, you actually shared some thought about this idea of being talented. Yeah. So why don't we start there, man? Um, cause you're someone sure. who, as I say, from my perspective, first time I saw you speak, I was like, wow, this guy's got a gift, but that's not what you've said yeah. to people, is it? Well, let's go back one more step. I used to think that I was also talented because oh. when people made that assumption, you know, when you walk off stage, everyone just hugs you, tells you how amazing you are. Sure. What happens, Andrew, no matter how humble you are, that slowly eats away at you and the ego starts to come <laughs> out. And I started thinking, shit, maybe I am really talented. Maybe I am damn amazing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I actually, what happened as a result of that is then I started getting like this imposter syndrome. Mm. I felt like, oh, I'm succeeding too fast. Um, everything's going to crumble below me. But then my, my wife, Pei Wen, she, I remember her just we were in the lounge room. She looked at me and she goes, have you forgotten the amount of times you hired a theater to be there by yourself so you could rehearse? Have you forgotten wow. the studio in the back, backyard that you set up? You know, I went to cash converters in Australia, bought all, all secondhand projectors, speakers, right. PA systems. And I, I've got this little mini stage set up in my backyard wow. so I could pretend it was, a, yeah. And yeah. When, when, when that happened, I went, hang on a second. No, no, no. I'm. It's not talent. I, I believe I'm skillful, but not talented. Mm, mm. And I, I love that. You, you know, and, and I think talent sometimes is really, look, if someone that was talented and was also skillful, that'd beat me. Right. I'm very aware of that. Right. But right. if someone's just talented and not skillful, I will beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. actually, confession time for me. Um, one of the things that I found as I started to work on my own communication and presentation skills was that I discovered, yeah. like, had this little insightful moment where I realized I didn't want to practice. I was thinking, that's weird. Like, <laughs> what's that about, right? And, and I realized it was this. I didn't want to find that I had any flaws in what I was doing because I wanted to be really, <laughs> really good. And, of course, as soon as you listen yeah. to anything you've done 
do any kind of critical review on anything, you just go, oh, man. <laughs> I know. No, but let, let me tell you something really interesting there. This is going to make okay. the audience think that I'm a, I'm a sick human being. All right. But I, I, again, the only way you're going to get better at communication is if you review. Mm, like mm. there's there's that line where people say practice makes perfect. Uh, mm. Yeah, look, it's missing a component. Practice really makes permanent the good and the bad. Right. I mean, it's about it's about practicing, then reviewing the practice, then taking what's good and cementing that, and then removing what's bad. Otherwise, you're cementing into your character and your behavior as you mm. communicate the good and the bad. Mm, so to me, yeah. it's it's missing a step. It's practice, review, practice, review, practice, review times forever mm. makes perfect. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that, that's, oh, go for it, mate. No, I was just going to say, as you, as you said that, a thought that entered my mind, particularly for people who could be listening to this and are not, don't see themselves as strong communicators. On a fundamental level, when you talk about review, something I've heard mm. from people is that they hate the sounds of their own voice, let alone, mm. uh, you know, reviewing the content that they talked about. So tell me about how how did you kind of break that down? How did you start to approach this idea of, you know, practice making permanent the, the good and the bad and, and being able to isolate the good. What was your journey there? Yeah, so for me, I, I, there's, there's a formula in the world of magic. I made a TED talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. It's called creating the most influential you if you want to find it. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a concept where this is the pragmatics of what you do. So you take your phone, you video yourself, and mm -hmm. you do a five-minute talk. And when you review it, the review process is very particular. So what you want to do is you, the first time you review it, turn up the volume, press play and then turn your back so you can't see the video. So then you're just listening to yourself auditory wise mm. and then you take notes. And what you'll notice is that in your own mind, you've already got a bank of references of what is good and bad as a communicator. Because mm. the last time you've been to the last conference, you see a speaker and they're speaking, you think, oh my God, the speaker speaking so slowly. Mm. Or you spe see a speaker and you go, they're speaking too quickly or they're monotone. So you've got a whole bank, a whole list of internal references that you've applied to others but you've never applied to yourself. Mm. So the moment you record yourself and you're reviewing it and you isolate just the auditory, just the sound, then consciously take your mind to that judgment place and then start to write down, oh, I'm speaking too fast. I, for some reason I sound like I don't care. Mm. Or, and again, you'll get a list of things that you wanna improve on in the next video. Mm. But then after you listen to it auditory wise, now you turn the sound off, mute it, and you just watch your body language. You just watch oh, yourself visually. I like that. And then now yeah. you'll and now you'll start to apply all the the visual things that you should fix. Your hands are in your pocket, or you have your hands behind your back, or you look down too much. I mean, when you're looking at yourself and trying to consciously improve what you see, you'll you'll be able to access that that list of improvements. Mm. Mm. It's there. It's there. That won't make you the the best. Okay. That will just get you to as as far as you're aware of what a great communicator is. But mm. even having said that, it will improve your communication ability tenfold if you mm. just apply this process 10 times. Mm. I want to actually get back you, into that fundamental that you spoke about, sorry, uh, when, when you spoke about understanding the nature of talent as well then, because yeah. um, I, I love the, the kind of the outline you provided there in terms of how we can apply that improvement. But this, this, this understanding that, that any skill particularly when people talk about communication as well, I'm, I'm aware of the gamut of listeners who some could say to, you know, public speaking is a fear I have greater than death. Um, mm, yeah. So 
this this idea of being able to grow and develop a talent is that something you could share more about in terms of your, the insight that you've had there um and how it does distinguish from i guess those would call quote unquote naturally talented yes yeah, so you so you're talking about a skill versus talent right well i mean it, that's i guess what i want to get to here when we're talking about skill versus talent like what are we you know what does that mean to you um how do we make this idea of communication accessible to everybody so that they can not only see it as something that they can improve, but that is accessible to everybody? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so I can tell you one thing that I do that illustrates this in my, so I run communication workshops and there's mm. one thing I do to prove to people this very fact. Mm. So I get a group of students on stage and I've got a pair of like those noise cancelling Bose headphones oh, yeah. and I, I, I put it on them. So no one in the class knows what they're hearing. And as they're listening to it, it's my voice telling them the instructions of what they must do now on stage. Okay. And I get all, I've got about 12 students up on stage to do 12 different accents. Ah, okay. okay. So and it's really funny. I, I love it when there's like a Caucasian guy or gal on stage and I'm like, okay, now you've got to do the Asian accent, man. And <laughs> that it just, it's just so funny. And then when they try, it's hilarious. And then they do the Irish accent. They do the Scottish accent. Yeah. So, so after this massive exercise, everyone's laughing, having fun. I go, why do you think I did this? And right. I proved to the class that the way you speak is a behavior. Uh-huh. Yes or no, it is. It right. absolutely is. It's why right. some of them did a great Irish accent. Some of them did a great Canadian accent. It's like, how were they able to do that? They just changed the behavior, the way they moved their mouth changed. That's the right. behavior. Yeah. And the follow-on question is, well, then can behaviors be changed? Right. And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, so ultimately what that means is you can completely change the way you sound, wow. which therefore means you can completely change your communication ability. Mm. Communication is just a behavior. And what most people do when they don't consciously try to improve it is you kind of end up with a set of communication skills that you stumbled upon. Right. And then the reason why we never break away from that communication style or set of behaviors is because now everyone has created a mold around Andrew. This is how Andrew should sound. Uh -huh. So if Andrew tried to be louder and have a slight accent, now Andrew's trying to be something he's not. So society actually keeps us in this mold hmm. after we've maintained a certain set of behaviors for a while. And hmm. it is incredibly difficult to break out of that mold. So to me, it's not so much, the first thing is understanding that it's something that you can choose. You, you can choose how you want to sound. You can mm. absolutely decide that. I, I I chose this sound. I chose this slightly, slightly, there's a hint of British when I speak. I right. chose that too. I consciously crafted that because wow. I thought it sounded better. Yeah. Wow. How long did that take you to do? It's a uh, well, I started watching a lot of British TV. I started watching, <laughs> um, and seriously, because I thought to myself, yeah. Yeah. I want the Australian friendliness of my accent yes. mixed with a little bit of intelligence from the British. Yes. Wow. Not not saying that all the British are intelligent, but that's the perception it creates. I hear you. It also makes you a better Bond villain if you have an English accent. Yes. You know, Thank is, you. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so what I'm saying is what, what actually stops people is, first of all, they, they believe that it cannot be done. But then once you yeah. kind of open their mind up and saying that it's a behavior, it can be changed. Yeah. The next thing is then the mold. Hmm. Society... Yeah has a mold for us your mm -hmm. friends when i was young i tried to be funny there was a guy in my class named lenny who was hilarious mm -hmm. i tried to be like lenny and the moment i tried to crack a joke 
sometimes the jokes were funny and everyone in the class just looks at you and goes, you're not, stop trying to be like Lenny. Wow. And, you know, you see that happen in classrooms as you see that happen in workplaces as you see that happen in life. Mm. Which, which leads me down to one more point that I'll, I'll close out that kind mm. of thought process on and we can dive further if you want, but it's, no, sure. that's why when you're, that's why when you're practicing communication skills and you're trying to try, you're trying out a new behave, set of behaviors, you have to try them on neutral ears. Mm. Okay. And what I mean by that is go out shopping for a day. Mm. Don't have any of your friends with you. Don't, don't, don't be inspired by this very podcast now and go home and try a completely different um, kind of communication style because the people around you will, will, will react negatively towards that because, sure. again, they have that mold on you without you knowing. Right. Right. So go out yep. for a day, go into 20 different stores and try on a completely different communication style. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing is when you try it with neutral ears, meaning people who don't know you, uh-huh. they immediately accept you for who you are the moment uh-huh. you because they have no mold for you. Wow. It's unreal. Wow. And, and the process of change requires neutral ears. And that's something that took me a while as a teacher to understand because I was, I'm teaching all my students all this stuff and I'm thinking, why aren't they changing? I don't understand. And it was through the surveys I did after the workshops that I went, yeah. oh, holy crap, it's the people we hold closest to us that keep us the same. Whoa. And say that, well, say because... that again. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> it's the people closest to us that keep us the same. Man, that's and, and they And people... And people don't do this out of spite. People do mm. this out of our desire and gravitational pull towards comfort. Yeah. Right? We, we all want comfort because when there's change in the system, in any kind of system, biological systems, chemical systems, it doesn't matter. Mm. We tend to reject that change. So to me, it's just if our primary instinct is for survival, change is a bad thing. Mm. So to me, you have to leave your inner circle to create change that is permanent, then only can you re-enter it. Yeah. Because then you have the confidence that the neutral ears have given you to then walk back into your internal circles and go, no, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. Wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been an incredible process for me as a teacher to learn that. Because mm. when I, st- I feel so sorry for my first probably set of five workshops because they probably walked <laughs> away so confused. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. But I love the fact that you started, (laughs) I love the fact that you just started though, right? Like, I mean, even for me with this podcast, you know, I think even one of the fundamentals of this kind of thing where, again, somebody listening to this or even for what they want to do in their own life, if it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, that you you start and you're prepared for the first one that you do to be complete crap. You know, like the first podcast that I did, um, (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I was trying to figure out the microphone setup and I had something wrong and then there was a fridge in the background that wouldn't stop buzzing. And, <laughs> but I was like, well, uh, some of the best advice I ever got along those lines was just this idea of progress is better than perfection. Um, oh, wow. And mm-hmm. so just that idea that, yeah, but as maybe the next one can be a little bit better. Uh, and then there was the time that I accidentally, well, for the first time, recorded an entire podcast an hour long and then crashed my audio software. Um, oh, but I tell you what was cool, actually. This is this is the moment I had where I was like, okay, I'm doing podcasting. I've now experienced what I believe is the worst thing that could ever happen when you're doing podcasting. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, now that I've experienced that, it's like, okay, well, we'll figure out how to resolve this. And it's like this this kind of like it takes the fear out of it, you know? It's like yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. you get up to speak, I suppose, and you crash and burn, and you go right. 
uh, yeah. well, that's the worst thing that could happen. And I survived. Yeah, mate, congratulations. A round of applause for Andrew. <laughs> that is fantastic. No, but I'm, I'm serious. Like, yeah. fear is something that is real. I mean, people who mm. say that fear is not real, they're crazy. I mean, mm. there are so many people that are being held back by this fear. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you a really cool way to, to kind of just oh, please do. Yeah. Take, your first, take your first little jab at fear and kind of try to punch it in the mouth is at, at my very first workshop, I literally started my workshop by saying, okay, so I just want, I just, look, I just want all of you in this room to know mm. I am completely okay if this experience for you is really shit. <laughs> okay and, and and it was hilarious it was hilarious and i go no no now, now let me give you context let me give you context because my heart wants me to be perfect and this 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 desire to be perfect will cause me to guarantee give you a shit experience wow but i promise you if you free me of this obligatory insanity that i have in my mind of having to be perfect if you free me of this i will give you the best damn experience you've ever had and wow. Just by addressing the fear Ooh. right up front, I've got footage of this, and yep. it immediately, it just immediately freed me. Fear no longer had a hold of me because mm. instead of being this monster in the dark, I kind of just put it in the light and just said to everyone, "Look, I'm totally okay if it's bad, and mm. I hope you will be too." And and you know what? It went fine. Wow, wow. But I I and I, and I do that now when I feel scared. Is just instead of trying to appear so bloody perfect and brave and courageous. I go, you know what? I'm, I'm scared shitless and I'm okay with it. And I hope you will be too. Something, if I was to share from my own experience that I, I use on a very simple level with that was this whole idea of remembering mm. people's names, right? Because I found mm. if you go into a room of people and say, who is really bad at remembering people's names? I think mm. a good 80% put their hand up. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realize about that is that there is a fear and an awkwardness around it. You know, this whole thing of yeah. you know, if you tell me your name and then I forget it and then, oh, you know, where does this go? So mm. I find that it's easier for people to say, oh, you know, I'm bad at remembering names. For mm -hmm. me, what I realized that that did was that I have basically said, you know, if I meet you and go, hey, you know, hey, Vin, I'm Andrew. And we go, hey, look, I'm, I'm really bad at remembering people's names. The mm -hmm. other person tends to go back to you. Oh, look, so am I. I'm terrible at names as well. And we have a bit of a laugh. Mm. But mm -hmm. basically what we've done is I've just said, Haven, I'm not going to try and remember your name. And you've just said to me, that's fine, mate. I'm not going to try and remember yours either. And we go, ha, 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 walk away. So oh, um, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just decided instead, something that kind of really helped me with that, when I first would meet people, that, that fear again of um, kind of getting in the way, is I would say, hey, look, um, I've, if I meet somebody for the first time, I say, hey, look, it's actually really important to me that I remember your name, but I don't always do it first time round. So is it okay if I forget, can I just ask you again and that, that and that's going to be all right? I, I've never had mm. a person say to me, no, how dare you remember my name first time or forget it. Wow. Mate, that's awesome. Yeah, again, it's just kind of that, that, that willingness and that courage mm. to be able to come forward with the truth. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's when we try to hold up the facade that we believe other people expect of us. Wow. That's, that's when it all kind of crumbles. Yeah. Because and I don't, I don't know who told us this. I don't know who, I don't know where in life 
someone came along and said, everything you do must be perfect. Everything mm. you do the first time must work. Mm. I, don't, I don't know who built that into our minds. Like I, I, I journal a lot and I keep thinking, where does that come from? <laughs> and I think it, it comes from our lack of our, our memory. Yeah. We forget. Mm. We forget. I mean, even I forget the hard work that I did to get to where I am. So there are times when I look back and I'm like, how the hell do I? Oh, my God, I'm so lucky. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I'm, I'm not lucky. I worked for it. But if <laughs> you forget your own hard work, mm. think about what about the things you when you see in others? When you mm. look at others, you know, you don't see any of that. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. Because and also people normally don't communicate that because I don't know, we're all holding up facades to each other. And I think mm. that's and that's the biggest thing for me, Andrew, is that when I when I make new friends, I I very quickly now can tell if someone's holding up a facade with me. And yeah. that's immediately when I disconnect. Wow. I, I won't remember anything you say, let alone your name. <laughs> if, if, I, if I can sense that facade, I mean, I'll be polite. But to yeah. me, I, I starve real connection. Mm. It, it's, it's, why, it's why already, Andrew, this podcast, I'm giving you so much of me because I'm connecting with you. And mm. there's, no, there's no facade. There's, like, you know, we're not trying to one-up each other. Right. Because the world, the world is so full of that. Yeah. It's so damn toxic. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, ugh, I, I, just, I, I find it, yeah, just thinking about it makes me want to vomit in the back of my throat. It's <laughs> gross. Yeah. Yeah. I just, mm. yeah. Look, I, I think too, something I've learned when you ask about, you know, where does this idea come from? Um, mm. I, one thing I've learned for myself is that, well, I told myself that, you know, like mm. th that thing of why did it have mm. to be this way? Mm. I, I decided that. I decided that it had to be, you know, I had to come across a certain way. Um, mm. You know, our, our experience, um, you know, crossing into psychology now, I suppose, another one of my little pet topics, but um, our experience of life is created by our thinking. And that sounds, mm. it's, it's one of those things that sounds kind of familiar when you hear it. You go, oh, yeah, okay. But most no, people, so I profound. Find, yeah, if you, if you mm. ask, how was your day? Someone will mm. say, um, oh, I had a good day. And you'll say, why was that? And they'll go, well, these good things happened. Mm. Oh, okay, so you really think it was because of the things that happened to you that, that gave you a good day. Uh, or, you know, if I had a bad day, it's the opposite. But it's really our thinking about any of those things. You know, you find that one person who can sit in traffic for, you know, half an hour, an hour, and they, they keep their cool. Uh, another person sits mm. in traffic for 10 minutes and loses their mind. So is it is it the traffic or is it mm. their thinking that's creating that experience? And one of them is just like, hey, traffic's a reality. It's just the way it is. No big deal. And another person mm. might be thinking, my life is so busy. I'm so important. I've got to get to other places. And that mm. creates this intolerable kind of experience for those mm. around them as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, mate. When you said how important thinking is, like, it's, it's, to me, the most, the the best kind of wisdom in the world is the most simple kind of wisdom because simplicity mm. is not stupidity. Simplicity yeah. is distilled wisdom. Oh, I love and, that. And and everything starts from thinking. You're right. Mm. I mean, like, let let's take that in one slightly step to the left as well, and in, in okay. that. Everything, everything you see around you, the phones we're using, that all began with thinking. Yeah. Everything started with thinking. Mm. Everything did. Mm. Thinking, thinking is the starting point of creation, right? Ooh. And, 
and, put and, that on and, a t-shirt Fin Yang thinking yeah. of a starting point of creation I would buy that shirt I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere and, and also just for context um, I read a lot and yeah. if I ever wrote a book it would be titled the most fraudulent book ever written oh I yeah, love that yeah. ev- stuff I have stolen everything, yeah stuff I have blatantly <laughs> stolen and will clearly reference yeah so, so it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm a magician I'm honest about how dishonest I am right yeah right right <laughs> so so to me what i'm saying there is what's mm-hmm. alarming after you know how you think of thinking how that kind of paints our view of reality and how i'm thinking of it how you know thinking is the beginning of everything mm. when you take these two things into consideration and you think about how important thinking is yes you have to ask yourself the question now listeners who are listening to this i want you all to just sit there for a second and ask yourself for a second when's the last time you sat down for an hour and just spent that time thinking wow yeah and i think that's a scary thought mm. <laughs> god mm. the, 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 because you know uh, let, let's take one example all right you, you see this all over social media i mean i'm i'm just it's all over my facebook that's why i don't even use my personal facebook anymore but it's make more money this yeah, is right. how you you know earn a million dollars overnight you know like not overnight but you know you've got to buy the course first and then it happens mm. but like to me to me, what I find fascinating with stuff like that is that if people genuinely want to make more money, you have to ask yourself the question, how much time have you spent thinking about how you're going to make more money? Right. Wow. Yeah. Because if it's a starting point of creation, and I think I'm, I'm, I might be butchering this, but Earl Nightingale yeah. in his book, one of his books, he said that if, if you want to bake blueberry muffins, you first have to think you want to do it. Because once you think about blueberry muffins, that will actually engage you in an action where you'll go and find the recipe. Mm. And, and, and the problem is, I think in the world we live in today, we are with social media and all these different platforms, we're being fed stuff all the time to the point where we don't even have time to think for ourselves. Mm. And I think that's a very dangerous place. Um, I, I, read a, I wrote a journal about it the other day in that I found it scary for me that the only time I spend thinking is 45 minutes each morning, 30 minutes each morning when I journal. Mm. And that's it. The rest of my day, I'm barely thinking, I'm reacting. Right. Yeah. I like that distinction. I was going to say, because you could make an argument for, you know, we are thinking all day, but it's it's how intentional it is, or even how, I guess, how present we are when we do it. That's the thing I was even thinking about earlier today. Um, yeah. That it's easy for me to have, um, I don't really have an answer on this yet. This is just, you know, kind of where I'm at with some of the stuff. I, I'm aware mm. that sometimes of this kind of ambient level of, um, I guess I could call it anxiety, really. Um, anyone who meets mm. me wouldn't consider me to be an anxious person, but it's that thought of if I'm moving forward on stuff and feel like I'm making progress on things, then, you know, all is well. But the moment you stop, which is where what you need to do to really be open to thinking and, and what inspiration can come your way, um, mm. even that belief that, you know, you've always got to be hustling and this totally mm-hmm. it's totally about hard work i mean you know you've, you've shared about that for yourself as well but when it gets to the point where you can't stop without the sense of um, i'm missing something there's something i have to be doing um mm. you can't you can't be open to deeper learning yeah you can't and, and you can't explore do you know what i'm saying you, yeah. your, your exploration requires you to not be be so caught up with what's currently happening and, and and to me, oh, like the human, like what we're doing right now, Andrew, I think is beautiful in that 
we're kind of exploring each other's minds. Yeah. You know, and that's essentially what I, I feel like we're doing. I feel like, you know, we're trying to look into each other's heads to find, you know, not only similarities, but also to see. And, and, and this is a cool thing, Andrew, you know, for the rest of this podcast, if ever there's a moment where you do not agree with something that I, I, I say or you, you know, you feel an cool. inkling to challenge it, please do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if there's nothing more I love than, than having these thoughts of mine challenged because I could be missing something. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I want to learn too. So, so again, just please don't be too polite. I think that's, the, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, sure. No, I love that. I mean, look, even, <laughs> even giving people permission to do that, I mean, that, that point there, um, something actually that did come to mind when you mentioned that is a, a conversation I had with someone recently. Um, because as I said, for me, the idea of psychology is, is just an incredibly engaging topic. And something mm. that I noticed was it's a difference to me between um, secure and insecure people in that mm. the more insecure a person is, um, the more we want to, and this is a term I've coined for myself, uh, but the more we want to universalize our experience. And in other mm. words, we want our experience to be the same as everybody else's. And, yeah. and I know this in particular, my favorite examples of this are things like when you go and see a movie, right? And you, mm. you go with a friend and you loved it and they hated it. And you go, how's the movie? <laughs> and they go, it was crap. And you will, you will argue with uh, them over yeah. why they should mm -hmm. like it. Not, mm -hmm. not being able to accept that, no, they just didn't enjoy it. They have a different experience. Right. They didn't like it. Or the other one I like is like your favorite type of food, right? Oh. You go to a restaurant and you will try something and you'll hate it and they'll love it or vice versa. <laughs> and then they'll spend time going, oh man, I've tried. You know, do you want to go out and get, uh, I don't know. Thai food or something like that and you go oh man no, I hate Thai food and they go oh you just haven't had it the right way you you haven't been mm. to the places that I've been to right because yeah. we can't handle this idea that somebody's experience is just different um, mm. whereas I found the more confident or more secure I suppose is a better term um, I'm open to somebody saying I really like this and go, oh really I, I don't like it at all and that's that's yeah. enough like there's no battle over no no you need to have the same experience as me because otherwise in my case i found you know it unsettles me um so that's <laughs> always been a little a trigger for me to go oh i'm actually a little bit insecure about that whenever i find mm. i want to try and universalize my experience about something with somebody else yeah and, and, and just to clarify what you just said no one on earth finds Thai food disgusting. Clearly, that is that was a bad example. <laughs> that is Clearly, an awful example. Absolutely, had Thai is just win. And if you if you like, yeah, you, if you if you don't like it, it means you haven't had it right for sure. Ex yeah. <laughs> I'm I very insecure. For the, you for the record, my Thai yeah. food. Okay. <laughs> That's a bloody soft spot, mate. But like, look, I I, I agree with what you're saying. I completely yeah. agree with what you're saying. I think it's, but you but you know when when you can. When you can put aside that ego, you know, when you can, when you can, when you can, I don't know, it's to me, variety is just, or diversity is interesting. Mm. Like, can you, like, to me, do you know what I fear the most, Andrew? What's that? Being in a room with five people I spend most of my time with, and we think exactly the same. We mm. like the exact same food. We love the exact same movies. To me, there is, that is, that is fear. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. sameness and monotony is what I just described. Yes. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Ugh, that's oh. crazy. That's crazy. Like, Tim, to, to me, I, I, yeah, Thai food is great. So let's just, let's just yeah. end that argument. <laughs> yeah. Well, <we're... laughs> yeah. No, let's... But, yeah. I, uh, 
I was actually thinking too, when you mentioned that comment about everyone kind of being the same as well, like one of my less endearing qualities to those who maybe don't know me too well, um, is that if I'm ever in a situation like that, I will pick a fight on something just to kind of stir up like, what does somebody really think? Because to find out what somebody really thinks, I find is is incredibly challenging a lot of the time. Mm. like you mentioned, there's those filters that we have. What does this person expect from me? What am I supposed to say? I'm in this context. They do this. I do that. What do they want me to say? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And yet our minds are so amazing. We process all that thinking like in a flash, but it still yeah. comes out as wop, 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 wop. You know, that kind of disengaged, <laughs> like just, I always think of, you know, like the Charlie Brown movies where they've got the teacher talking in the background. <laughs> yes. And they go, um, but ma'am, and all you can hear is wop, 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 wop. Yeah. That is exactly what's going on. So to just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. needle somebody, and I, I must admit, I go too far with it sometimes. So if you're a friend of mine and you've listened to this, I am aware of this, and I sort of <laughs> apologize, but I will keep doing it. Um, <laughs> just, you know, tell me what you really think. You know, tell me what you really think. What do you really believe? And then let's let's kind of move on from there. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to hear from you. And, and, and you know, I, I think the thing with that is if you, if you create a safe environment for those people, Mm. They naturally will tell you what they think. I think most people just don't tell you what they think because you haven't created that safe environment. Oh, so how do you do that? Well, well, like what I just did to to you. I I was aware enough in our conversation and trying to be present enough to hear that you slightly disagreed. You were almost going to slightly disagree with my thoughts before. I I heard there was a slight push in Mm. a different direction. And I, I sensed that. And I was like, oh, maybe he wants to push it a bit further, but he's too polite. So I opened it up by just saying, hey, again, just making sure you know it's okay Mm. to (laughs) to punch me in the face. It's totally fine. (laughs) Well, well, to me, that like think about it for the listeners. If you and I were just here going, oh, Andrew, life is beautiful and we should be kind to everybody. And and you're like, yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. People like their heads are already hurting right now. Yeah, sure. What they want is real. Yeah. Right. So to me, by if you want that, you have to create a really safe environment by addressing it and going saying, hey, look, I I'm not going to get upset. I promise you. OK, I, I, mm. I need this to grow. Mm. And if, if, if you tell me what everyone's told me so far, I won't grow. People mm-hmm. who critique me are people who teach me. Mm-hmm. People who praise me are, are wonderful to have and I need those. But but I need to grow right now and I need teachers. And mm-hmm. this is why I've come to you. And if you just create this super safe environment and you also bring up some of the stuff that you are self-aware enough to know you might have sucked at, it opens the door for them. And mm. then please watch your face uh-huh. as they tell you the feedback. Right. Because like I said, human beings are so ridiculously intelligent that if, as I'm saying, oh, you know, Andrew, when you talk on stage, you kind of do this with your hand. The moment I say that, and if I notice you flinch, Right. I'm gonna. Oh no, no, but 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 it, but it's really good though. Like, as in, <laughs> it created a nice kind of, you know, and and I'll switch. I'll change straight away. So, the art of receiving feedback, yeah. I believe, yeah, is the. And how's this for something scary? Okay. The people closest to you right now mm. know exactly what you need to do to improve, but wow. they're not going to tell you because they're too damn scared of you, and how and they're too damn scared to hurt your feelings. The, Damn, the 10 people in your environment right now, they know exactly the flaws that you have that yeah. are stopping you from progressing. Yeah. You don't have to look to all these other different places. They already know. They just don't tell you because they're too scared. It's going to hurt your feelings. Mm. 
I'm just going to sit in that for a moment. That is a that is a really powerful thought. Mm -hmm. That is a really powerful thought. It was one of the best things that I did. Yeah. I I kind of when I I thought about this, I thought, you know what? How is it possible that all the people around me think I'm perfect? Hmm. Are they are they truly blinded by love, right. or are they restricted by fear of hurting me? Wow. And to me, love is blind, yeah, to a certain degree, but love can see fairly clearly. This whole notion of love is blind. No, it's, it's more you can see, but you do it anyway. Sure. So sure. to me, the, the, what was true, the heavier weight was on the, they were restricted by fear, not blind by love. Mm, wow. So when I removed that fear, when I removed that, my closest friends all sat down. We, and when I said to them, guys, look, this is going to be a session where we all grow. You mm -hmm. all are holding a key piece of information that's going to help me flourish. And I'm holding one for you too. I can tell you that right now. Mm. So I will start. I'm going to hurt you. This is going to hurt. But then it's not done out of spite. It's done out of love. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to, to me, and, and it was just such a real and raw night that just elevated our friendship to another level. You know, it's, it's only that. a problem when one person's <laughs> doing it to another. But when you yeah. when you all sit there and do that, yeah, wow, oh, yeah, just emotions are at its highest. But when you can just mm, get through that, oh, the lessons will transform you. That that's incredible. I love that, and and it it feels so intuitively true to me as well. That that yeah. deeper level of connection when you actually create space for it. I mean, look, I I have been aware for myself. You know, you probably, I don't know, I feel like you might have a similar situation that when you are well-read and articulate, um, you can be an imposing character for people to challenge on certain stuff. Um, Definitely. Plus, you know, I mean, I'm, again, for my own for my own sins, I like a debate about stuff as well. Uh, mm. But when you've gone to the degree where people can't point those kind of things out, um, man, mm. that I love that. Yeah, mm, uh, mate. Mm, I'll, I'll, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing right now. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you one of the things my friend said to me. Okay. He said, and this really made me realize a massive trap that I was falling into. Okay. This was about two years ago, and one of my, my, my one of my best mates. He turns to me and he says to me, he goes, "Hey, okay, my turn on you." And I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna hurt so bad, but it's gonna be so good for me." <laughs> and that's the kind of heart and spirit that I had. And he goes, "Vin." You know, as, as you become more successful, we become very happy for you. But you keep, like, we're out shopping once together and, you know, you know that we don't have as much money as you. And you, you made us all go into this, this fancy store and you bought a really expensive item. I just want you to know that made me feel really shit. Wow. And that, that, that just wow. crushed me because I didn't do it for that reason. Sure. But I didn't realize that some of my actions were causing others to feel like that. I thought, oh, I deserve this. I'm going to reward myself. I've been wanting to buy this for a very long time. Huh. And so to me, what, and, and what that further led me to realize is that I was starting to become really materialistic. Ah. You, know, you, you, know, you know that argument when you buy a, um, I don't know, when you buy a, a Holden HSV, then you, then you want a... Then you want a Porsche. Then when you have a Porsche, you want a Ferrari. Then when you've got sure, a Ferrari, sure. you want a yacht. When you've got a yacht, you want a jet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the best way to and then what they 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 helped me learn this. The best way to shortcut that compete with the Joneses in that car instance mm. is to buy a Holden Barina. 
you know what I mean? Is to, to right. buy a Toyota Camry, right. 1995 yeah. version, and it cuts <laughs> that habit immediately. Yeah, yeah. But because of that small bit of insight, instead of becoming deeply materialistic for years to come, mm. I took that money instead and go, what, what, what should I, like, you know, I invested it, mm. for example. Mm. And it was funny because just from that led to this, so many steps that has changed my life. And I will still remember that moment forever. Mm. Because I was falling down that 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 path dramatically. Yeah, it, it's yeah. But I get, so no, 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 carry on, carry on. No, no, but that's that's what I wanted to say is that there were so many of these lessons, and they're right there within arm's reach for all of you, every listener that's listening to this. It's just, do you have? And this is the critical part: yeah. do you have the communication skills to be able to create that safe environment, to better maintain and enough emotional intelligence to better maintain and control yourself yep. while you're listening to these things that are really, really going to hurt and offend you mm. because your initial reaction is to immediately defend yourself. Yeah. Yet this is, you have to keep your hands down. Yeah. You have to keep your heart open. Mm. Mm. That that's where you, you're going to experience a growth like you've never experienced before. If you can do that. Something that I observed that I think connects with that. It reminded me of, um, you know, in my work, I'm very privileged to work as a um, do training within businesses and you know training up their leadership development and that sort of stuff. Um, mm. And I did this session on conflict, conflict competence, mm. and, and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, the very topic just causes some people to clench in their seats, you know. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I talked through with them, which I think you have illustrated beautifully, is that it's it's really not the stuff. If I was to talk about an event that caused conflict, you know. Um, you know, you did this, you said this, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not the event that's the problem. It is that underneath these kind of things, our identity is on the line for us. Mm. And if I believe that my identity is challenged, then I'm going to react in the weirdest possible way. Uh, mm. Whereas if I don't feel it affects my identity, my identity at all, then yeah, we can have a topic, a conversation about it and it's fine. Like, um, trying to think of an example you know if we were talking about you know what are you know cheap cars you could buy for under five thousand dollars i mean mm. i don't care you know there's nothing i you know probably have yeah. quite a objective backwards and forwards but maybe like with what you've said there if we're starting to talk about um you know our communication skills or you know mm -hmm. i maybe i like to think of myself as being open and honest and transparent with people but i've got a, a blind spot that i haven't seen the moment somebody mm. touches that that's where I'm going to be, like you say, the risk is hands up, whoa, 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 hang yeah. on a minute, out of line, buddy, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yep. So so essentially what you're saying is we, we end up stopping ourselves from learning the lessons we need to learn the most. Wow. Actually, that's a better way than I was going to say it. So yeah, I'll take that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we do. No, but like, no, again, no you, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. But, but that's what you're saying yeah. it, Mm. Well, again, ancient wisdom, right, is that mm. we are the ones that hold ourselves back, right? Yeah. It's just that lesson in another context. And I think it's, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that if you didn't say what you said. So I think we should both pat ourselves on the back for that one. I think <laughs> Mutual that was adoration right. society, there we go. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love so, the fact you're talking about using other people with that as well. Sorry, I got all excited on that point. But that that journey yeah. of, of developing ourselves as well, um, I, how much of this is a cultural thing too, whatever, but I'm aware that the thought that I carry is that it's up to me and the books that I've read and the stuff that I've done, me, 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 
I, I, I. Um, whereas what you've talked about there is the power of community in that journey that, yeah, if I made it just all about what I could read and the insights that I could personally experience, um, I would still experience a measure of growth. Um, I don't mm. doubt that at all. But in terms of the real deep stuff, mm. that comes from the relationships that we have around us and the perspectives that our, our friends and loved ones have got that they can share if we're open to receiving them. Yeah, and, and that just immediately sparked a thought that I've never said before, mm -hmm. so maybe incoherent, but it's that when we read, it's a 2D understanding of what we've just read. Okay. When, you, when you discuss it, you create kind of like a 3D understanding of it. Right. And, and to me, so there's a benefit in discussing what we've learned because then we can see, well, everyone sees things differently. Like you said, thinking, right? Everyone thinks differently. So everyone may read the same book, but everyone's going to get something different from it. Yeah. So, so, so to me, by kind of sharing that, that's why, I, God, I, I just wish book clubs were in again because they're just fantastic. <laughs> because we'll when make you, them when cool, you, bro. we'll make them cool. Yeah, seriously, we, there's got to be a thing we can do because that, that discussion is what then opens your mind and helps you build empathy. Mm. Be, mm. And it, it's, it's like a magic trick. Like, you know, you read a book and you go, so this is what you all got from it, right? And they're like, no. Man, what yeah. the hell? That is so weird. That, 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 you, where, where did you read that? Wow. And then it's just kind of this, this, there's so, because there's so many hidden words between the lines that only people, only certain people can see because of their certain, their life experiences. Yeah. So to me, again, there's a flat understanding versus kind of like a, a 3D kind of understanding. And, and here, here's a thought too. Hopefully mm -hmm. this will, will really win you over in, in why we, we should collaborate, which I'm sure you do. I'm just saying to yeah. fully win you over mm -hmm. is that, you know, I've got a metaphor that every time you read a book, that author now now stands behind you in an army that's yes. willing for, to fight for any cause you desire. Okay, so so I've got this philosophy: build your army, meaning read lots, build mm -hmm. lots of soldiers behind you. Yes. So think about it, Andrew. In you know, if if you've read, say for example, let's say average person maybe have read fifty books in their life, hundred books in their life, mm. maybe I'm the same. But if I come together with five others. My sure. army has 500 soldiers and, mm. you know, yours has 50 or yours has 100. Mm. So who's going to win there? Yeah. The community always. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's why I, I think like this term is so it's, it, it, I think it's just been tainted by, by people who are money hungry and potentially greedy, but mm. I've, I do have a mastermind and mm -hmm. I just, really got to think of a different name to call it because yeah anyway but so so we, we've got a mastermind we meet once a month and to me there's nothing more well personal development wise there's nothing more valuable than that yeah. for me yeah it's like coming together with five other armies to be able to <laughs> strategize how you're going to defeat right. this battle or defeat yeah. this opponent mm. and when you get together with others who have large armies there's no battle you cannot win mm. There's no battle you enter without leaving victorious. So to me, again, and I, again, this, this, this is going to sound bad um, in a couple of ways. I'm aware of this, but I think it needs to be said. And it's that why is it so that as adults, we cannot make new friends? Why is it so that once we become an adult, we lose the ability to make new friends? Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a friend being friends with someone that you've known all your life, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's beautiful. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with trying to create new friendships. Because what happens is we grow up in the same circle, we die in the same circle. Mm. 
Mm. And you see so little of the world, you experience so little of the world and you learn so little of what the world has to offer. Yeah. You know, so, so, so to me, just kind of jump to that, that point there is friendship. We must continue to make new friends. Mm. Like it's, it's a huge, huge thing that I've been benefiting from incredibly well. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, but some people look at that as, oh, you're so cold hearted. I'm like, no, I'm still good friends with my friends. Yeah. It's just that instead of spending four nights a week with them, I spend one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so that, there's that. I don't know where that was going, Andrew, but I just, <laughs> it no, felt like that was connected. <laughs> no, look, I, I, I agree that that idea of, I mean, there's even that, um, It'd be hard for me to trace back to where it comes from, but people talk about, you know, how you are basically the product of however many years from now, you know, you're, you're the product of the books that you read and the people that you hang out with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we connect all the way back to that point you made at the beginning, that it's it's often the people that we know, well, it is the people that we know that hold us where we are. Yeah. Uh, and so your only way out is to be able to connect with other people. Um and something that I've been mindful of, even within a business context with some stuff that I've been working on lately, um, is that we often, you know, we, we're developing a particular product for training and assessment and all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> the point is we want to have this conversation with people about how great our product is and how great this idea is. But I am mm. so much more aware each moment I go and talk about it that really the, the quality of the relationship that led to those those pitches is actually the far more valuable thing i mean human nature is such that we will buy a crap product off someone that we like <laughs> yeah you know wow and so how do i actively improve the quality of my relationships um mm. yeah can i can i jump in and say Please that do. i love that i love that i just learned that lesson as well Right. We forget that business is about relationships. People do business with people they like. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny that we forget that? We, and then we, we suddenly start thinking it's about having this crazy marketing strategy and all this. <laughs> Look, those things are important, but it's sure. do, they like, do they like you? Do they like you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think your question is intriguing as, you know, how do you, how do you improve the quality of your relationships? And, and I think you touched on it before, Andrew, in that, we feel something deep inside. Mm. We then, based on the context of the situation and our analysis of it, we edit the crap out of that feeling <laughs> to the point where what yes. you say is this bah, 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 right? Yeah, right. So, but, but, but to improve the quality of the relationship, to me, do less editing. Mm. Mm. Tell and me and, that, and that. that's what I, yeah, well, well, I don't even know more about that, but I will try. No, um, right. It's just that, it's just what I sensed from when you were saying that I sensed that, I mean, yeah. I, I try my best to, to not edit, but okay. it's human nature. You do because you don't want to be disliked. You don't want to, mm. you don't want to rub people the wrong way, but that really ties to a lesson in theater that if you try to please everyone, you will please no one. Mm. Yeah. So for, so, so for a very long time, I've stopped desiring to please everyone. Mm. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. So, so when I feel something, I try to allow that, that, that emotion that I feel inside to come out as pure as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then that's the thing. I mean, the, the editing is what destroys 
well, it's what it's why people crave authenticity in today's world. Mm-hmm. It's why, like, there, there are some speakers who go on stage and start swearing, "F this, F that." People go, "Wow, that's so real!" <laughs> like, that's how that's how much we starve. Oh, it I've had that because, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because we, we starve it so much that mm. we will label things that may not be real as real because we want it to be real so bad. Because yeah. everyone's afraid to rub people the wrong way. So to me, mm. we develop deeper relationships when we can again, create that safer environment so we, have, so we don't have to do as much editing. Mm. And, and that's something that's not a process you can do on your own. You have to have the, env- the environment that you can create, the culture is, what's, is what gets rid of that editing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, like imagine, imagine everyone, like everyone who's listening to this right now, yeah. you've got you to think as well, when, when's the last time you had a conversation that was so nourishing? Ooh, I love that. Yep. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now. I feel like this, like we're going places that, you know, if, if I go back 10 years ago, I, I would never go there. Like, yeah. Period. Oh, ditto. Ditto. Yeah. It's just ever. Yeah. Just, How's your day? Yeah, good. What'd you do on the weekend? Oh, yeah, blah, blah. and that's fine yeah. for five minutes. That's great. Mm. Yeah. Now let's explore. Let's, let's grow. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. You know, as you as you're talking about that, you know, we've, we've talked about this idea of how do you how do you build these kind of uh, honest and safe environments, and the simplicity of it. As I'm listening to you, shows up and for me saying, well, first of all, I've just got to be the person who says that's what I want. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I, I I said to you um, in the portion of this podcast before we started recording proper that when I started doing this, I the first thing I thought of was, well, look, what's something that I can do that I would you know, I would want to listen to what's authentic for me. And then if, mm. if people listen to it and like it, then awesome. Um, and if they listen to it and don't like it, then they won't listen. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it. You know, there's really only two options. Yeah. Either, they, either they'll like yeah. it or they won't. Um, yeah. But if, if, if I was doing this thing that was like, okay, what does my target market want? Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, look, Another thing that I'm very aware of from a marketing perspective is most people don't know what they want anyway. Uh, yeah, wow. If you yeah. ask a person, what do you want? And they'll go, oh, I want this. Like, I mean, you talked about it with the materialistic stuff, right? I mean, in, yeah. in New Zealand, for example, um, I think it was similar in, in Australia too. Um, but the whole thing was about buying a house. You know, like you've, you've got to mm. buy a house. It's the, you have arrived when you've bought a house. Um, <laughs> and then I think to myself, well, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world. And... Only a fraction of a fraction, maybe, you know, 5%, have the ability to buy a house of the, in the, in the terms that we're talking about, you know, in the Western world. So is that, does that mean 95% of the world can't be happy? Like they, is that you know, right? 5%, only 5% of people in the world can afford a home. Well, well think of it and more in the terms that we're wow. talking here. Like, you know, if you're in the Western world, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm yeah. trying to say is more like, you know, we're the top 10% just by default. Like you can be yeah. you can be on the benefit in New Zealand or Australia and be in the top 10%. God. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Wow. I did not know that. That is, you know, wow. That's in, anyone in New Zealand and Australia who complains are yeah. idiots. Oh, we, Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, think about, you know, we, we hear the ads on TV, right? Support a kid in some part of the world and it, it becomes so blase. I'm almost disgusted at myself with how easily I could say that. But like, yeah. you know, support a child in XYZ for a dollar twenty a day. And oh you can, you know, it's a dollar wow. twenty a day. So if you get yeah. paid yep. <laughs> 10 bucks a week, you're <laughs> already like 
in a staggering position of, of, of wealth compared to these people. But we have um, wow. something that actually really impacted me with, um, uh, have you heard of Brene Brown? She has a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so, so a point that she made, um, unfortunately, she's not available to appear on my podcast, by the way. I did try, but you never know. Viewing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, ah. she made this point about her book that uh, in one of her books, she said, you know, we have a culture of scarcity. And I just, I had mm. this moment where I was like, we have more than 90% of the world easy. I mean, you know, the accounting might might bubble up a couple of percent here or there, even if it was 80% of the world, you know, we've got yeah. more than a huge portion of the world. And yet we spend all of our time thinking we don't have enough. And if you're in the top 10% wow. of what the world <clears throat> has, and you say, I don't have enough, what, what hope mm. do you have? I mean, are you kidding me? You, you've got the top 10% and you, you don't have enough. There, there's no way you can ever, you know, fill that void if that's the place that you're in. Thank you so much, Andrew. I needed to hear that so bad. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much. That was, that was, that was great medicine. Thank you. That, damn it, that was good. Mm. <laughs> you can, you can, I'm you serious. can take that and run with it, my friend. All yours. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get a shirt and put it on there. But <laughs> Andrew, yeah, that, that was that was so powerful. And then we lose context, don't we? Oh yeah, so much. because no, you know what? Because we adapt so damn fast. Mm, yeah. As you walk into a room, you smell a wonderful smell. It's spring rolls in the oven. And you go, wow, honey, that's beautiful spring rolls. Three minutes later, you no longer can smell the spring rolls, but this, the smell is still there. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, isn't that freaky? In yeah. that it's like, it's like why the, the, the reward system in the corporate world of pay rises is just not sustainable because you will adapt to the new level of income within a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 That's... Wow, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I. Yeah, no, thank you. That was, that was really really good. I really needed to hear that. That was awesome. <laughs> Man, my pleasure, my pleasure. I, I, it's it's just it's honestly just things that I've seen for myself and gone like you know. Yeah. Again, that that sense. If I if I go back when I mentioned you know whenever I'm aware of the sense of anxiety or anxiousness that I've got, and I'm thinking you know where is this coming from, and it's the mm. belief that I'm I'm lacking something. All the time, and I mean that's that's kind of again the the bane of our of our Western world. I mean, look, I've I've travelled to um, parts of the world, ironically to Thailand, where I had a lot of Thai food. <laughs> um, huh. but, uh, <laughs> you better yeah. like it, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I promise, I promise. Okay, good. good. Don't I'll hang up. Fly Don't to New Zealand. I know. I'm gonna bitch slap you. <laughs> Talk is cheap, bro. Talk is cheap. All right. Yeah. Now you said it. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I hate Thai food. I'm gonna call you. No, you know I hate Thai no, food. No, I'm gonna tell you what. This now you're gonna regret this. I, in, I think in September. Hold on, check my diary. Yeah. I'm actually. I've got. I've got one gig in New Zealand on the 25th. Yep. Um, of September in Christchurch. Oh yeah. Where, where are you based? Where, Auckland I'm, I'm in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh bro. damn it. Okay. Oh, dude. I, I seriously will fly down and bitch slap you. Well, I mean, okay, you're, you're within the same country, but, you know, if I get through the end of September without a bitch slap, I know that Vin Yang is oh, all talk. Oh, my God. All oh, God. talk. Now I'm going to have to commit and, like, slap you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn that into a social me media video. And, yeah. uh, God, that'll be great. Oh, that'll bro, great. do it. Do it. That's how, that's how real friendships are born, you know? They're, they're, you know, you talk about oh, it. You've got to be prepared for a bit of pain. 
and all this kind of but stuff. But you know, I, so, I, I really feel like when I fly into Christchurch, you should make the effort and fly in to get bitch slapped. That you know, would just be so meaningful as a friendship circle. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know what? You know? You're on. Andrew cares. Yeah, You're okay. On. All right. I'll, You're on. I'll You're you on. Details. Get, we'll, give me the details. We'll, give me details. Give we'll me a, what's, a, the, what's the thing that you're speaking at? Get your assistant to figure out and we'll, we'll, we'll figure something it's, out. It's called Lianza Conference um, uh -huh. in New Zealand in Christchurch. And we're going to uh -huh. make this happen as yep. an exclusive on yep. Andrew's podcast. Oh, fantastic. That's the so funny. The best thing about an audio-only podcast, by the way, is I can say, okay, here comes the bitch lap. One, two, three. No, 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 oh. mate. It's going to be yeah. video, no. <laughs> we need to see this in slow motion. Oh, and, and I've... Just know that I believe in sowing and you... reaping. You know, I just, you know, I just really believe... <laughs> mate, if we make this happen, it's one of those things where... You know, don't buy things, buy experiences. Oh, yes, this it. is an experience I'd love to buy. <laughs> oh, tell you, look, I, one of my favorite experiences was with, with Christchurch a little while ago. We're just tangenting now, but this is fine. Um, so yeah. I decided with some friends of mine that we needed to have a high culture experience. So we okay. were going to go to the opera. Um, and so I thought, all right, oh. let's do it. And uh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm actually into that kind of stuff. I quite enjoy it. But I was like, okay, what are we going to see? Wow. Okay, Don Giovanni's on. All right, yeah, from what I know of opera, that's a, a big deal. Let's go see that. Okay. Then I found out it was in Christchurch, and we were all in Auckland. I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And I was thinking, okay, you know what we're going to do? Because I didn't want to stay the night in Christchurch. Uh, so yeah. I said, okay, this is what we're doing, guys. So I got, I, I managed to get about seven or eight people involved in this. So I said, okay, yeah. this, is the, this is the plan. That day, that there was a matinee session on the Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. So uh -huh. I said, cool, we're uh -huh. going to catch a flight at 10 o'clock that morning. Everyone is dressed to the nines like you are going to the opera. Oh, wow. You can bring, yes. bring no bags, no anything. Well, no, we let the girls bring a handbag. That was fine. But other than <laughs> that, you bring nothing else, no changes of anything. Yeah. We flew down, drove to the, to, the, to the venue. I think we grabbed lunch beforehand, went to the opera, got in the car, went back to the airport and flew back the same day. Everybody kind of dressed wow. up in their kind of, but it was it was phenomenal. It was so good. So I have I have good memories of, of making Christchurch into a uh, you know an experience capital. So well, uh, well we can we can ruin that for you now very easily. <laughs> <laughs> very easy. But you see that's the thing. Yeah. That's you know it's not about being reckless. It's about mm. being spontaneous. Mm. You know, and, and this is an interesting thought because you have like a lot of people are amazed and astonished by magic. But then you also have to ask, well, why is this magic thing, magic trick so amazing? Yeah. Magic is amazing because you don't know how it's done. Yeah, right, right. right so right. so where, where do we leave room in our lives for unknown, for the mm. unknown? Mm. We always want to know everything. And I think what you just did there was you created a magical experience for all those people that went with you. And mm. if you, and podcasters who are listening to this right now, if you just rewind it back 30 seconds and listen to how Andrew told that story, how happy did he sound? Right. Yeah, how man. full of life did he sound? That's how you got to live. Mm. We need more stories like that from you, Andrew. That's exactly what you got to do more of. At least, at least once a year, twice a year, four times a year. Come on. You know, it's God. Yeah, yeah. Maybe once. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but more, it's, more than zero, but, really. No matter where you're at, listening to this right generally, now. Generally, yeah. Yeah, more than and more we than how many you. you've done. <laughs> Otherwise we are the bitch slap squad so <laughs> okay that'll be the next level is it we make t-shirts that are the bitch slap squad uh, and it's like yeah, we cartoon just, caricatures of you and i with just like yeah. you know, massive hands it should be a service oh look and, and i'm you, happy to offer a free charge 
But, oh well, I I would like to charge something. Uh, but what would be <laughs> what would be great? Yeah, you're not a very good entrepreneur, are you, Andrew? No, but that's think, a good point. I have yeah. I have much to learn in that respect. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But yeah, it would be a great service. You can nominate a friend, and and we'll come and we'll 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 hand it to him. Yeah, absolutely. Every now, but 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 every now and then we all need a bitch slap, don't we? And 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 you, yeah. you you kind of gave me a bitch slap before with the whole, you know. We always want more. We always want more. We always feel like it's scarce in our lives. Mm, yeah. Scarcity exists in our lives, and we're just being idiots. Yeah. And and from that, you made me feel so much better. And also because we have a safe environment now as well, I yeah. think opera sucks. Okay. So <laughs> just so that we're thank you for creating the safe environment, Andrew. Thank you for allowing me to say what I feel. Anytime, man. I, you can. I, you I, can think, I it. think it's horrible. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do instead? If you were going to do something like that, what would you do? High culture. Like, well, no, it doesn't have it? to be high culture. Just like, well, you know, just I mean, if you were gonna if you were gonna travel to Christchurch with a bunch of your mates or wherever you might travel to now, I suppose you're in LA. So what would you do? Go to Mexico? If I, I well, no, well, we've, we're we're doing a bucks next year for one of my oh, yeah. best mates, and we're we're all flying into Vegas. We ah. found we found a, a gun range, and that sounds very boyish, but we've we've got a cherry on top. Yeah, and we well, we've asked America. the owner if we, yeah, of course, America. So we, we asked the owner, is it possible for us to buy a car, drive it into your gun range, and shoot oh, it? Oh, hell yeah. Buy a really cheap car, like 200 bucks, yeah, yeah, 300 yeah, bucks, yeah. about to break down. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. and then what we're going to do, what we're going to do on a clip is, we're going to yeah. have the bucks in there, and yeah. then after that, we'll quickly replace them with a mannequin, yes. and then we're all going to shoot it. <laughs> nice. It's like one of those the Top Gear gags. Yes. Yeah, we're going to send the clip to the the bride to be just to freak her out so <laughs> yeah that's yeah boys will be boys but that's uh, see that 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 equals greater than opera <laughs> look you know what i can't compete with firing guns into a car so yeah, yeah. oh gosh <laughs> I've, I've become an american save me <laughs> just stay away from the food and you'll be fine oh gosh yeah no no but i i'm embracing it so it's all good oh that's awesome bro our, our time has has just blitzed by uh, wow. we're an hour and 10 at this point. We're in bonus territory. Oh, um, gosh. Okay. I want to, I want to give you a chance to talk about, um, what, with what you're doing as well. Anyone who's listened to this and wants to either be a part of your communication workshops or, um, just generally engage with what you're doing. What's, what's the best way for them to do that? Awesome. Well, well look, thank you for the opportunity to, to, to share that, Andrew. Look, if you just jump on my website, vinjang.com, which is mm-hmm. spelled V I N H G I A N G.com. Oh. You'll find everything you need to know there. Cool. Hey, quick question. Do you have a, like, I was thinking about this for you the other day, so I don't know if this is any use to you at all. Do you have a phonetic domain? And in other words, do you have V-I-N-J-A-N-G.com? No. You should get that and redirect it to your proper one. Because anyone who hears your name, well, think about it. If I just heard your name Ah, and I've never seen it, I would never put an H in there. And uh, yes. how would I spell that? That you know, even if it was v i n y a n g and just dot com yeah, yeah, and then yeah, redirect yeah. it to the other one. Uh, wow. Because if somebody has just heard of you by word of mouth, they won't know how to spell that. That's actually a really good idea. The, the only problem is that I've I'm, I'm I've got the tight ass Asian gene. And I'm thinking that's a that's a lot of domains to own every year. <laughs> so, no, just get no, the it's one. It's like idea. 25 bucks a year. Don't be a drama yeah, queen. Come on, scarcity.com. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> next, next podcast, we're going to talk about how Vin lost all his money after buying domains. <laughs> buying a thousand domains. 
Yeah. Oh, I'd have ruined his life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. mate. Hey. Oh no no no! Go for it. You're gonna. Oh, no, no, I was just gonna actually. say. So yeah, <laughs> so there's the the um Vin Vin Yang uh, yeah. website, and there's also of course your Facebook as well, which people can search under that too, because you post a lot of really cool videos and things like that on there as well, which I would not want people to miss out on. Hey, thank you, and I'm definitely gonna share this podcast on uh, on my Facebook as well, so so my my friends and family and people who follow me can listen to this too. Oh, fantastic! Thanks, Vin. This this was mate. I don't even have words. Just it's been a joy. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, I will see you with my hand to your face on Come the 26th on now. If of I don't September. Get... Bro, we're so you're so on. Like this is so happening. I can't right. even wait. This Fantastic. is gonna be amazing. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's not, we're not even joking now. No. And to all those who are still listening, you can switch off now. This is just me and Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. And cut. Okay, I'll send yeah. you an email. Yep. We'll yep. make it happen. Oh man. I, yeah, I can't wait. Bro, honestly, seriously. Um, at the risk of hey. saying the same thing 15 times. This has been so good. And um, mm. I, one thing I did want to say, and I might actually add this just in my preamble on the on the thing as well, but um, something that has impacted me greatly from from you is mm. your, your generosity and your approach to what you do. Um, that I had been involved in business and other entrepreneurial things where people had an old school approach to business that was uh, a little more standoffish and everything was behind a big high wall that said, well, you know, you have to buy into this level or whatever before we're going to share what we know and from everything i've seen from you your, your facebook stuff and even the way you responded to to my emails as well there's a generosity there that just speaks so highly to me of you and what motivates you to do what you do so if nothing else mate uh you know it means a lot for me to for you to know um how impactful i find that so you know thanks for being awesome wow Thank you so much. And and Andrew, slightly awkward now, but I will send you the invoice after this call. So I, <laughs> yeah, you know, good good try, but I will be sending you an invoice. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot, Andrew. You praised me too early. Oh, you praised me too early. Oh, oh God, no. I got the rub up and now I charged oh, him in the end. Guts. What an idiot. <laughs> well, I, I look right, forward mate. to being an outstanding debtor on your ledger for the next 10 to 15 years. Awesome, mate. Hey, <laughs> okay, you got me back. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, well, look, take care of yourself. Thank you Thanks, to all bro. the listeners for listening. And Andrew, I, I, I would love to have you on my podcast when I start one too. And you better believe it, I'll take him up on that invitation. Vin Yang, everybody. Um, V-I-N-H-G-I-A-N-G dot com. Um, wait for his name to appear in even brighter lights in the very near future. But uh, it did turn into a bit of a mutual appreciation society. And trust me, we're going to make that Christchurch thing happen. There is no way that is not going to happen. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I was, you know, when you really just take the time to listen and connect. Um, if nothing else, I think a conversation like that can show people what's possible when you just get two people uh, on the same page willing to listen and to share and to be open and vulnerable about the different things that they're thinking, experiencing and all that kind of stuff. That is the essence of why I started doing this podcast in the first place. So your feedback is always greatly appreciated. You can send it through to me at the Andrew Curtis show at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to check out Vin uh, on his website or even if you search for him on Facebook as well. He often does Facebook live vids too, which are really cool. Um, another video content too, which I found particularly impactful. That's it for this week. Thanks very much. We'll see you again soon. Don't